You have nothing. You so, have nothing. Zero. No, nothing. I actually have like six things, and they're okay. all completely unrelated today. Oh, that's okay. So speaking of which. Speaking of which, I'm, I'm Skylar. I'm Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sammy. I'm pain meds. No, you're pain meds. Oh my god. So, are we halfway done moving? I think we're halfway done. Oh, don't you think? Yeah. I think so. I think I don't know what's left in our storage. We're literally just we started off the podcast and we're just using it as an opportunity to like just talk. <laughs> we're like forget about you guys. So what's going on? Uh, are you crying? There's an eyelash in my right eye. Oh, I wish I could take pictures of you because you look ridiculous. Don't you wear contacts? Yeah. I feel like people with it's contacts like can deal with eyelashes. Deep in there though. Yeah. Like a big one. Whoa. I think I cried it out. Okay, good. I love this that for you. This is a mess. You. Okay, so we've been moving, obviously. Yeah. But if, if you've been listening to this show for any length of we've time. We've been moving since we started this <laughs> podcast three years ago. <laughs> um, but this one's important, not because we're going mm-hmm. uh, across country like we have for the last two moves, but because we're helping someone sell their house. And then we're moving to somebody else's house, which is still not ours. <laughs> so like we're moving into that house and uh, we moved this like gigantic fridge into mm-hmm. the house. It took all the manpower of everyone getting them up these rickety colonial steps. Yeah. I'm so and, excited to step on those colonial steps. And though. get them through. And of course, the fridge didn't fit through any of the doorways. So all of the doors had to come off of all of the rooms just to get the fridge in. And then yeah. we get the fridge in and we can't get it in to the kitchen. Oh, so the fridge God. is in the living room and we don't know what's going to happen. Anyways, so we're looking around and George is like, well, this is for the best. You know, we can't get too comfortable because we're going to be moving again in a few months after this. Yeah. So I was like, Ugh. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, I think we'll be there soon six months to a year i would love to find some property before then and although like i want nothing more to not move again if i had to it would be because we're moving into our own place that we won't have to move from for a while if we don't want to um but yeah so the reason why we're moving into this next place is to give ourselves some time to you know figure out the housing market's really weird right now for buying property Mm -hmm. it's great for selling property which is why we're hot to sell this place for our friend but um yeah i don't know i just zoned out so you can you can (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm gonna give an update on me this morning well actually today was a big day in general because i got my mri on friday and then this morning um, I got my results back from my MRI. Now, I'm no doctor, so like whatever I say is subject to t- change when I actually talk to my ortho, um, which I was able to move my appoint- appointment up. I'm really, really excited about that. If you didn't know, I injured my knee. Uh, so I got an MRI on my knee, and then the results came in this morning, and there was like four things in the summary, not just like one thing, it was like four things. One of them was, like, dislocation of the knee. One of them was, like, strain on, like, ligaments, it sounds like, or tendons or something like that. And then I have a horizontal tear in my meniscus, and then I completely tore, like, it says complete tear in, like, capital letters of my ACL. So that's pretty much worst case scenario. I was, like, hoping that maybe it wasn't a tear in my meniscus, and turns out... I, tore something dis- else. I dislocated it, I strained something, I <laughs> tore my meniscus, and then I completely ruptured my ACL. It sounds so. like you just have a piece of floss it in there, like holding like your le- your two leg parts together. I don't know, I don't know. But anyways, uh, so that's the update on that, because I've been just waiting for the knowledge to know like what it actually is, because I keep guessing or trying to figure it out or whatever. So like that did give me, I wouldn't think it gave me a peace of mind. <laughs> I did cry in the shower this morning, but it was nice to actually, like, have some sort of concrete, like, written report from the MRI, and I'm really anxious to talk to the doctor on Wednesday as to, like, what to do next, because I don't see how I wouldn't need surgery with all that, but we'll mm-hmm. we'll see. And then, then we had the photographer come and take pictures of the house, which is really a big deal, because we've been working for this for a few weeks now. The pictures were supposed to be taken of this house to put up for sale, like, at the beginning of the month. Mm -hmm. And we had, or actually, 
Yeah, at the beginning of the month, but we had to postpone it because both of us got injured. So Jessica and myself got injured. Jessica's already had surgery. She's like, (laughs) whatever. And so we pushed it back. And then we've been working all weekend to move half of our stuff. Like whatever she needs moved is going to storage. And all the things that we have packed up was moving to our new house. Except for like our beds and furniture basically is what's left here. Maybe a few things to pack up. A few boxes in the kitchen and some stuff in the garage. Like... But for the most part, our stuff here is, like, I have a whole office, and there's nothing in any of the cabinets or drawers, but I do have my laptop and all the furniture that's just there. Just empty furniture. But it was a big deal for us to get those pictures taken, because that's, like, the final step in listing the house, and we've had so much help. Like, Skylar's been such big help. We've had neighbors that have helped us. We've had friends that have come here and taken time out of their day, like, Sundays and taking their whole Sunday and like dedicated it to helping us and yeah it's just been like a really big team effort and like today was a big day to be able to get those pictures taken and put it up so just wanted to give little like personal life updates because those are big things for us I don't know don't you feel like a wait after no you probably don't yes having the photos done and like knowing that like Within 24 hours. Just symbolizes the next step. Yeah, it does. I mean, this house could be up and listed by the end of the week, and it could be sold in another week. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, I, it's not easy to feel great if we just know we're going to be moving again in a few months. I know. <laughs> so I, I know. Don't, I don't feel anything. I don't feel great. I just I numb. feel numb. I feel numb. <laughs> I just completely I feel numb. numb. Um, the thing is, is like we said that we were going to stay there for a minimum of six months. I think we're going to stay closer to a year in this next place. And if not, like I said, it'll only be because we have somewhere more permanent to look forward to. So that's nice. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, as as everyone knows, we never know what's coming. We literally never know this because as soon as we think we're on the right track. So I found some shit. I found a Gemini article. And it's not even read it or is it just like one word per line? It's it's (laughs) it is. So many words. <laughs> <laughs> Me. And uh, it doesn't mention Gemini's or anything, but when I was reading it, I was like, hmm. <laughs> oh, so, so it's not about Gemini? It's not about Gemini, but oh, the concept is. So it's from psychologies.co.uk, and it's called, What Do You Do When You Want to Do Everything? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically, I don't know who the author is, but they quote this, like, two authors, like, two other authors. So anyways. We should look to see if they're Gemini. <laughs> <clears throat> Probably. So basically, this article is a, and I love this concept of, this woman named Barbara Cher, which imagine having the last name Cher. <laughs> imagine having anyone call you Barbara and when you when could your just last be name's... called Cher. I would be Mrs. Cher <laughs> only. So Miss Cher <laughs> believes that we fall into two categories, scanners and divers. And she wrote this book called What Do I Do When I Want to Do Everything? And it's in praise of, and it's basically a book praising and talking about people that are generalists or scanners, people that are, that have a lot of interests and are all over the place and blah, 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 blah. She wrote a book about Gemini's. Wrote a book about Gemini's. However, I love the idea of calling a generalist or someone that is like really spasmatic about moving from stuff to stuff. Yeah. I like the idea of calling them a... Scanner? No, a uh, non-specialist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, it's like a way to summarize that, that uh, sentence, jack of all trades, master of none, which is mm-hmm. often linked to Gemini. Might as well just call them you non-specialists. Have, yeah, and that's so degrading and... <laughs> So basically, like I said, um, she calls them scanners or divers, and she describes divers as perfectionists. Divers sounds sexy. They like to see they <laughs> they like to see projects through to the end, and they aim to achieve mastery. Scientists and musicians, for example, tend to be divers. Divers stick to one profession and sometimes just one hobby for their whole life. They focus deeply and feel com- Capricorn and they feel comfortable when they're in control. However, um, you can also be a diver in one field, but also indulge in your obsessions outside of work um so like it's possible to be Sorry, I'm bored. it's it's possible to be a mix of both which which is interesting which is a aquarius so like do you consider yourself a non-specialist um a yeah. scanner yeah for sure 
But what about like you deep diving for work and then having your random uh, interests outside of that? That could technically make you a diver. I feel like I become a diver when my because like if, you, say, if you've like, got astrology that would make you a diver, and if it stays consistent yes. your whole life, you'd be a diver, not a scanner. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm like high off my pain meds. I'm so tired. Actually, I'm coming down from them, and I'm just tired. But like. I guess. Okay, so here's what I was thinking. You went astrology. I went, like, art. Like, even when I was in art school and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I never could pick a style. Or I could never pick a medium. Like, I went to school for painting and got my, like, my, rec- my whatever. I did my classes and stuff to get a painting degree. And I specialized in oil painting, but I also did watercolor. But I also thought about changing to metals as well as I also thought... <laughs> <laughs> about doing sculpture so like even when i'm thinking of like what i mean I that's trying... still under the umbrella of art yeah so i guess that that could also make so like when you think about it are we all divers and then we all just branch that's true that feels better i'm not i'm a specialist at being a non-specialist literally that's well I... more like non-specialist yeah it says scanners I'm going to just refer to us as scammers. <laughs> scammers. Scanners, however, tend to embrace everything that excites and inspires them, only to ditch those interests when something more interesting comes along. People accuse scanners of being dabblers, and they get a lot of grief for never finishing what they start. However, this isn't accurate, because scanners do finish things, just on their own terms. I relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean... Yeah, I guess I do a bit of both, but I think I land... Now, would you identify with this, then? Um, Are you attracted to the initial learning curve of a new project, but once you've grasped the concept, you get bored and you move on? That's stereotypical, Gemini. Oh, also, someone outside is doing woodworking. (laughs) I'm yawning. Gonna go out there and take a class from him? No, I'll teach him how to do it. I probably know how to woodwork better than he does. That's audacious. <laughs> they still have their Christmas lights up. I bet you I or maybe they just put them up and they got ready. What? Maybe they're getting ready extra early. Okay. Divers, however, like nothing better than immerse themselves. I'm married to George. I know how to use the fucking table saw better than that, man. I can guarantee it. <laughs> it says, divers, however, love nothing better than to immerse themselves and repeat the same experience over and over again and improving. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sound of that song. You you probably already know if you're a scanner. Share believes. <laughs> Wait, does he really say yeah, that? Yeah, he really says that. She took advantage. Share that believes name. that the first step to achieving multiple goals and dreams is to decide what type of scanner you are. Okay, so what about you? Are you a scanner or are you a diver? I think um kind of like you, I have this umbrella concept that i like yeah, you just can't be categorized yeah can't be pinned or down it's more like one umbrella concept and then, and then like, which is like this the shaft of the umbrella <laughs> please don't wait why did you do your hands like that I'm holding the umbrella yeah it's a big umbrella it's quite good <laughs> this is a big rainstorm it's quite generous of you to hold that gigantic umbrella with it was expensive both hands so uh, <laughs> this is not an umbrella you can hold with one hand people this is a two-hander <laughs> so you're like what a diver on the that- sh- <laughs> stop shaking it <laughs> i'm shaking the, the rain off so obviously at the top of the umbrella i've got my um I don't know. Well, I mean, do you head with like <laughs> divers or scanners? At bottom. <laughs> you no. wish. Um, so uh. I, <laughs> I don't know what I am. <laughs> I just don't know. I can't make a decision. Dude, this is Skylar's topping and he's having a fucking crisis meltdown right now. So I was like, I really like languages. Okay, I think you're more of a diver. Think about how you are mm-hmm. with, like, language. 
So yeah, I consider myself a diver but definitely you, with certain topics. Yeah, but also you you really have started different language lessons and learning. And then like, just been like, oh God. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm it's like learning when I was, Russian. When I was Never learning mind, Russian I'm to impress that Mandarin boy, but then something. now he's gone, yeah. so... What the hell am I learning it for? Were you like trying to learn Mandarin or something like that for a while? Yes, that was my 2021 goal was to learn a bit of Mandarin. I don't and know if your goal was to learn a bit of Mandarin, I'm but I think that's it's, what it is. I now. feel, you know, it, in, in today's in today's political climate, I feel perfectly comfortable revising what I said and acting like that's what I said all along. <laughs> Oh my god. So yeah, I well actually um so at the beginning of the year <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> He's like, what are my goals? At the beginning of the year yeah. I bought some stuff Dear to like you know, I did like uh those month to month uh language courses. I did the Mandarin one. Yeah. And I was oh, so I remember listening. I was so, <laughs> I forgot about that. And I'd be like, what? Are you okay? God bless you. I was literally you. in my room speaking Chinese. <laughs> it was... I was so out of my depth because I'm so used to Western languages yeah. and Slavic languages at this point too. And uh, Eastern and Eastern languages yeah. are so completely different. Mm -hmm. They were so outside of the scope of what I'm used to quote unquote diving in mm -hmm. that it... Learning an Eastern language you really is, had to, like, is you, such a completely different concept. I wouldn't even consider that diving in languages yeah, anymore. That's like, Yeah, it felt like the Eastern language really had you by the balls. It had me by the balls, and it wouldn't let go, and I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran away. <laughs> However, this one kind of describes me, I think. There is a type of personality called a plate spinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cher, relax. According to Share, <laughs> according to Share, plate spinners like to work on several projects at once. A more problematic oh, type me. of scanner is what Share terms high-speed high indecisives. So, oh my god! I, I consider myself a high-speed indecisive. Um, these people fall madly in love with an idea for days and then can't remember why they ever liked it in the first place. <laughs> So, uh, oh god, there's a quote from a man named Mark, and he said, "I'm a musician." Just, 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 say just like, a literally quote from Mark. It's, <laughs> Why? He's 37. Oh, um, okay. I'm a musician and a writer. I also love to paint. I've got so many ideas. Inspiration can strike from anywhere. Um, he'll become. He sounds like a twat. I know. He'll become besotted <laughs> by an idea. Then I talk about it compulsively for weeks, imagining every possible outcome. I literally exhaust myself in this way without ever doing a thing. <laughs> so I found that relatable. Sounds like me. It's and then he says a few weeks later, if you're stale and flawed. I think undiagnosed ADHD, but that's okay. So um, I, on the other hand, do have diagnosed ADHD. <laughs> Um, in a clinical setting, so so lucky. I'm so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what know. I feel unhinged. I don't know. What's I feel wrong. unwell. Yeah. Okay. So Cher <laughs> points out that uh, she, she actually spoke with people that have ADD and mm -hmm. was wondering if maybe scanners were more likely to have ADD if there was a link and yeah. blah blah blah. So Cher observed that high I'm just imagining Cher like You could have done better with that. I but... know. <laughs> so... <laughs> Cruel right, So high-speed indecisive scanner and attention deficit disorder. It says the inability to concentrate, um, or at the other extreme, focusing inappropriately on things of no consequence. <laughs> Me can afflict both scanners and those with ADD. It says a lot of those, a lot of scanners at my workshop have been diagnosed as having ADD. She says, but there are differences. Scanners don't usually indulge in impulsive, hyperactive behavior or display scatterbrained forgetfulness. Blah blah. So she said there is a difference between being a scanner and like having a diagnosed like yeah issue some research that she did to back that up 
Um, I, I, it was like her own research. And what, <laughs> I love that. So Cher <laughs> took science in her own hands. <laughs> and I really One admire that. <laughs> So, and I mean, that's a good point. Uh, like it's, uh, it's not, the, the behavior is not pathological. It's just personality stuff. So that was interesting. AKA it's another person trying to categorize things when they could just use astrology. Literally. So were you the kid that like would beg your mom for something like a new hobby and then no, I abandon didn't need it? To. She already knew or what? I just did it. You just did it. I know that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> What if but you wanted like, to be a ballet dancer? Would, did you ever ask your mom if you could no, go to a class? No, uh, there. My, I was in ballet. Uh, of course you were, but see, my my mom. I think when we were really little, she really wanted us to try and find what we liked, and so she was pretty good about like getting us into things to try it. And um, sports seemed to be for me the only thing that really. St- duck when I was at that age but again I think that came from wanting to please my father that's a whole other thing (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole other thing so like did I really dive into softball or was I just looking for my parents approval I don't know it's just a thing you know what I mean mean? so I was um I you guys believe it or not I've played almost every sport except football on a team up until high school and I I was only imagine I was football That was. <laughs> I just imagined it in my head. Wait, did I ever? <laughs> did I ever share this? <laughs> did I ever ventilate? As you're like playing did with your toes. Did I ever share the <laughs> share? Did I ever share the story? <laughs> I just imagine you going out there and that being like blue forty two, and you just <laughs> what? I don't know. Is that what they say? Really, really hard to like make it. And, so oh, you know, I, I would have getting crushed. I would have given it my all. <laughs> you really? No, you absolutely would have given it my all, you, you and it wouldn't have been enough. No, it wouldn't even have been bare minimum, baby. <laughs> you would have tried, and that's what would have made it hard. In high school. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this story. Have I? Tell me if I've shared this before. It is one of the my most traumatizing stories. Were you Waterboy. No, I was the football team uh, videographer. <laughs> have I never shared this no, with you? No, I don't think you have. I, I blocked this memory out. I think I just I blocked see this memory you with out. your Justin Bieber haircut. And yes, you're like, I had a Justin you Bieber had haircut like at the time. You had a videographer like pass and hopefully to get into yes, the fucking locker room. I like did. The, I had a little clip that I wore around my neck, and I had a little video camera that I had on my shoulder that I carried around. And a pass to get into the locker room. And a pass to get into the locker room. (laughs) (laughs) So my job was to sit at the top of the stadium in the speaker's box and film the games and film the practices. Cool. Okay. And I did this for a few weeks. Okay. Until I got fired. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. So this is how I got fired. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't think you've told this story. So I was with another guy in the... (laughs) In, in like, the filming booth or whatever. And he was gay also. And... (laughs) Oh, no. So while we were filming... Okay, so the, the type of video camera that we had... It didn't film audio. It only filmed the video because we were filming it from far away. And there was an internal microphone, but it was always switched to off because there was a, this output that was always plugged in. Anyways, it didn't ever film audio. One day it did. <laughs> I think it always filmed audio. You just didn't use the audio. No, because when we would upload it, there was never audio or whatever for them to rewatch. It was just the, just the clips. There was no audio. <clears throat> and so one okay. day I didn't notice that there was audio. Okay. And we were we were filming, and anyways, we were just the things we were saying about butts. So oh, much butt God. talk. We were like, "What do you think about that butt?" Really? Yeah, it was just so cringy looking back because the they take those clips, and the all of the boys will rewatch the video. <gasps> they all rewatch it together as a team, so they can all point out who <laughs> went what, who went wrong where. And so you just hear me going, "Wow." Look at that one. Oh! And like zooming in on a butt. Like, oh god, so cringe. Anyways, 
they decided that I wasn't a good fit <laughs> as videographer. And rightfully so, because I was a pervert. <laughs> Anyways, imagining you out there, so cringe. you have I, so many strengths. I don't think playing I, football would be one of them. No, I was allowed. I was only allowed to quit sports once I had a full breakdown, like on the <laughs> okay. court. Okay. So I was only allowed to quit taekwondo once I broke down in the middle of a tournament and started sobbing and saying oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I love that. And your I was only allowed. Supported. I was only allowed terrible. to quit golf when I had a full breakdown like on the green and yeah. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then I was allowed to quit basketball when I fell to my knees during a game and said, I don't want to do this anymore. And then my parents were so embarrassed for me that they didn't make me do it anymore. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we'll just try another sport. And then I'd be like, please, God, don't make me play <laughs> any more sports. Please fucking put me in a tutu and let me dance to let Swan me be Lake. A dancer. God <laughs> Honestly, I th I just wanted to be left alone. Yeah, I, I did know. not want to do me. anything. Me, me, <laughs> damn it! I just, just me. I just, just want to be left, left alone. alone. <laughs> left alone. <sighs> so here's why I think we work really well together. I was talking to, I was talking to Katie Flowers. Hey, Katie, mm -hmm. what's up? Um, and I was like trying to explain to her like how when I get overstimulated, when I get overstressed, when I get overtired, basically when I get like too much of anything, like mm -hmm. over angry, whatever it is, like I just want to be left alone. Like I just need, and that really is like the Virgo ascendant in me. <clears throat> I just need and require a lot of alone time. Which is why it was always so like weird for me to try and think like introvert, extrovert, because I do get really charged up by conversation and by talking to people, but I am such like a creature of like my own space and my own habitat. You're an ambivert. I don't fucking know. But anyways, <clears throat> um, I think that you and I work really well together because you also need a lot of alone time. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of don't really have to talk about it. Like, we don't see each other. When we do, we have very short conversation. We, like, either just, you know, give give the actual, like, update of whatever's going on mm -hmm. and maybe ask one or two questions. I just located my knee. We're moving tomorrow. Goodbye. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> And that's why, like, doing these, like, weekly podcasts are fun because it's, mm. like, we're dedicating and we're, like, mentally prepared for, like, now we're going to interact. It's an hour long and, like, this is fun. This is our time and to interact. It's over, it's over. And then when it's over, we go to our own places and we leave each other alone. When you're upset, you, I don't, like, unless, unless we're having a conversation and, like, the conversation goes and you're upset or vice versa, like, we do give each other space to listen Mm. and to to vent and we do hold space for each other but on like the normal like we don't hang out <laughs> you know what i mean i know we don't we, and it's not because we don't like want to like hang out with each other it's just that we would rather hang out with ourselves <laughs> we would. and we really i feel like we really understand that about each other <laughs> and so that's why it's like but it's it's interesting because not I, I forget that not everyone's like that you know what i mean some people like, want to hang out all the time yeah and i just i really like i don't know i think learning that about myself as like an adult needing space and like t like i don't know just being able to communicate clearly like i just need to be alone and you know and hoping people don't take it personally or whatever and like george is pretty good about it too like he's someone he's that, the type of person that wants to be left alone too he, he does so like all three of us we all just and you know what i feel like the times in which we do hang out together like if we're gonna have a bonfire or if we're gonna play a we game, mentally all hype, hype ourselves are, up yeah or like we also like acknowledge like we all kind of have like this unspoken like are we hanging out today and if we're not, then, <laughs> then, leaving a, then, leave, then leave me alone. And if we're hanging out today, then we're, like, in it, you know? Yeah. Um, or it's, like, we know we're going to spend, like, four hours together. And we're mm. all, like, drinking and playing a game. Or we're all, like, doing something together. And then when that time is up, it's up. And then mm. we go our separate ways. I don't I know. Feel like, I feel like you once told me that I was famous for my Irish goodbyes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. 
<laughs> where Skylar's just gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say a word. I wish that I could do that better, um, <laughs> but I have a husband who has a Michigan goodbye, mm-hmm. and a Michigan goodbye is... where you is, go by and say goodbye to everyone. Will you, will you say goodbye to everyone, and then... You go to the front door and then you talk for an hour at the front door with everybody who you've acknowledged that you're leaving. And then they walk you to your car and then you talk by the car and then it's another hour until you're in the car. And then when you get home, you text them and I know. When I first started dating George, we would go out to this bar like right Mm -hmm. across this main road here at the mall. And we would meet a couple of his buddies once a week. And we would leave, like, the one time I literally looked at the clock and it was, like, midnight. I was like, it's midnight. We gotta We're go. leaving. We said we gotta go. <clears throat> we walked out. Uh, no, we said we should go. We paid for the tab. We sat at the dinner table for another, like, fucking hour. And then I was like, all, all right, right. Now we really, we really gotta, gotta go. go. And then we stood in the fucking parking lot for another hour. The place was closed. And this would happen every single week. I'm like, all right, guys, it's raining. We've already said goodbye. We've already paid. We've you're been talking. You're double fisting your we're umbrella. Li- yeah, we're, li- <laughs> we're literally going over the same things we've just talked about for the last four hours. I'm going to go sit in the car. And I would sit in the car for another 15 minutes while they... Said their goodbyes. It's just, oh my god, I don't know if that's a Midwestern thing or what, but I can't handle it. I just, when I'm done, I'm done. And if I can't get out of that situation or I can't, like, cut myself off, I get mean. You know, like, the fight or flight? I will never flight. I will always Always fight. fight. (laughs) I, I believe that. I... I get mean if I get, like, oh, if I can't find my alone space when it's time... I, I want to throw hands. I want to make fighting words. I want to shoot you a look that makes you feel like you're going to be skinned mm-hmm. and laying on my floor as a rug. You know, some people don't know that what's happening to them is overstimulation. One of my best friends in the entire world, Paige. Yeah. Um, we were at a party once, and she was having like a meltdown. Mm-hmm. And she was like yelling at everyone. It was just so... <laughs> You it call her crazy. out my name and then tell her. And, oh, sorry, Paige. <laughs> but you were having a meltdown. <laughs> yeah, it's different than being like, George does this, than like, specifically calling out friends. Alright, anyways. Anyways, and I pulled her aside and I was like, You're I was like, a No, I was like, bitch. I was like, everything's okay. I was like, I think you're really overstimulated right now. Yeah. I was like, what can I do? Oh, that's And nice. I was like, yeah she didn't know because she didn't know that that's what was happening to her yeah so she didn't have any suggestions and then i couldn't remember what i was what i should do in that situation so i just left her up there (laughs) oh wow again sorry so sorry girl (laughs) it turned out to be you being an ass instead listen i tried and then i couldn't remember what i was supposed to do i feel like it's better than not trying i get overstimulated very easily Mm -hmm. uh how about you yes i get overstimulated if uh if I have like if I have no no eggs in the pan, right? Mm-hmm. Then I don't get overstimulated. But if I'm at an event where or if something's happening where I am some sort of piece to the puzzle, mm-hmm. then I'll get overstimulated. Like if I'm just an observer, mm-hmm. um, there could be lions and tigers and monkeys beating the shit out of everyone. Yeah, and okay, I, will I not, agree with that. I know I, what you're saying. And I'll feel nothing about it. Right. But if if it's my event yeah. or if it's happening in my space, yeah. then I'll get Or if I have to make some sort of decision on behalf of, of someone the, else. Yeah, like I can get... Like if I'm at a bar and things are getting insane, I can totally handle that. Because it's not my space. And if, if things get too crazy, I just know that I can leave. And uh, Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thrive in the in the situations in which I have no sort of stake in. No stake. No. No. Like if I'm like eggs crashing in the a wedding, I can't get overstimulated. <laughs> you don't I'm know these people. If I'm standing up in a wedding, I will absolutely probably lose my shit at some point. Mm. Which so, is a good re- thing that I've never stood up in any way. I stood up as a bridesmaid. Like people like know better. <laughs> I stood up as a bridesmaid at a wedding, and I don't think I got overstimulated. I think I got. Be- I became hyper aware. Yeah. That. A lot of people could see me, 
and then they were looking at me, and I was, <laughs> and I was comparing myself. Oh, wow, that was an evil laugh. I was, I was just imagining. And I was, you and know? in my mind, I was like, "Am I standing up straight enough?" I was like, "If I correct my posture now, will everyone notice that I corrected my posture?" You're gonna lock your knees and just like face and so, flip. and then I locked my knees. Oh wait, really? Yes, and then I couldn't unlock them because I was stressing out, and uh, and so I, I tried to unlock them, and then I couldn't remember which way was locked and which way was un- I was overthinking oh, everything God. and then um, like I think Carly edible. might have video of me up there I'm just swaying <laughs> I'm oh swaying you just would. I'm on the verge of a meltdown <laughs> Everywhere. Oh god! Uh, so, if anyone wants me to stand up in their wedding, I learned a lot, and I respectfully decline. And I respectfully decline. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just I feel like there's been so many times in my life that I look back on now that I realize that I get overstimulated, and overstimulated is just a good generalized term for mm. me being too much of whatever it is. Like if I get, you know overwhelmed of of having to like listen to someone and give directions and order food or whatever like I my brain like I cannot physically do all of those things at once and I like just have a meltdown and like I'm better now that I've acknowledged that I'm much better at communicating that doesn't mean everybody in my life understands or accepts that that about me like George does not understand how I am unable to text somebody and listen to him say something at the same time like i'll literally shush him i'd be like wait just let me finish texting this hold on i can't think and he'd be like why can't you text and listen to me i'm like i don't know why but just (laughs) let me text and then i will listen to you he's like no but i need you to listen i'm like all right well then i'll listen to you and then i'll text like i can't do those things together and Mm. i've realized a little bit how to communicate better so um You would die if you were in this situation then. So, okay. uh, at work, where I work now, whenever my boss isn't there, yeah. I'm like filling boss, right? Yeah. I'm the person that's like in charge. Are you, do you get paid better for that or not? I, of course I don't get paid better Okay, for well that. then you don't need to be stepping up unless and you're... And so, I'm, God, I'm, I already have so many boundaries. I know, I'm boss in charge. And my coworkers <laughs> do this thing to me, it is infuriating. Mm-hmm. It's infuriating. And they know I hate this. And so this is why they do it. All right, all right. Um, if someone needs something or someone has a question, they'll go gather like three of the other coworkers and they'll all come to me Uh and they will all ask the question at the exact same time, overlapping their words. And they do this like on purpose as like a big joke. And I think it's so funny. Oh, okay. And, uh, and everyone will join in on it. And then I have to look at one person and deal Uh with them while the other people will, are repeating over and over and over again what they need. That's harassment. (laughs) No, that's harassment. Isn't it? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I guess if I didn't find it so damn funny, I would think it okay, was harassment. Okay, well then, if you're not clearly communicating with them that, like, what they're doing is not funny and it's not okay. Well, I, I, for some reason, every time it happens, I die of hysterical laughing. Oh, really? Okay. Well, then... Because you're, I, get yeah, you're so, I get so <laughs> hilariously frustrated yeah. that I can't... That you can see the humor in it. I can see the humor in it. Oh, and then nice. I'm like, you know what? If I was reacting like this, I would keep doing it to me, too. Yeah, right. right. That's true. You Okay. So I'm fine with that. But it has taught me a lot about... <clears throat> I don't know. What? Zoning out. <laughs> Selective hearing. Yeah, I learned that one. So what is our timestamp at? Because I found some one more thing that I found interesting. Oh man, we're at forty minutes, everybody. Are you enjoying? We might cut it short today if this article doesn't go as long as that one just did. Well, I feel like we can talk first. I feel like we can too, but I don't know where I'm at emotionally. I don't think I'll ever know where you're at emotionally. I like I said, you're I fucking, have no idea where I'm at emotionally. Fucking, you know like Patrick from SpongeBob? Mm-hmm. Emotionally you're like his rock that he lives underneath. Yes. I just go up and I go down. And me, I'm like a Krabby Patty that SpongeBob flips every day. You never know what side is you're gonna get. You're a scary patty. The one that killed that guy. Mm-hmm. So I found this really interesting. I feel like I'm more plankton. So, well, actually, okay. <laughs> Nothing for let that. me, no, I, I can't respond to that. I keep seeing this meme of Plankton with a pill in his mouth. <laughs> it's just, oh, okay, anyways. I don't know, but I think George is uh, Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's Sandy. And uh, 
I might be SpongeBob. You might be Patrick. I feel like I'm okay with being Patrick. Yeah, I feel like I'm annoyingly. Yeah, so right. tell. Can I go on with this? No. Why? Why are you pushing it so much? Let's just talk. I right. need you to pick one. Okay, go ahead. Which one? So seven ways gay people can strengthen their relationships. <laughs> okay. Or are gay people, or are gay relationships more stable or less stable? <laughs> um, which one do you want more? I don't know. I picked both because they're both interesting. Which one did you think find more interesting? Um, let's see how they can. Let's see less stable, more stable. Okay. So uh, this article is called "Are Same-Sex or Heterosexual Relationships More Stable?" by Teresa D. Donato from Psychology Today. What if the people Today. in the hetero relationships, one person is gay? Um, it does take into account bisexuality, but this article specifically looks at people that are in same-sex relationships. Okay, so in this case, <clears throat> I would fall under the hetero. Yes, in this case, you would fall under a heterosexual relationships because you. I are... just need everyone to know I'm queer. Okay, biracial is <laughs> because... a thing. I just need you to know I'm queer. I'm in a hetero relationship with a man. Uh-huh. He's very hot. He's very yes. hetero, but I am gay. Yes. Thank you. Come again. I just, <clears throat> if I'm not telling somebody that once a day, then what's <laughs> no. the point of living, you know? Look. Continue. So. <laughs> now, some of this, some of these facts were just making me chuckle. Okay. Because gay people are less stable. <laughs> and I, I think so. And I found that just, and at first I was like, no. No. And then I looked back at my long, long dating past. Current and past life. Current and past. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not stable. I'm a wet noodle. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Now, this part was interesting. It says, are same-sex romantic relationships more or less stable than different sex relationships? So, you're you're right now in a different sex relationship. I did like that ter- terminology. It says, yeah. and are changes in legislation and cultural attitudes towards same-sex relationships affecting their stability? And the answer was, yes. Cultural attitudes are affecting the stability of same-sex relationships. In some cases, it's making it worse. How? So, Tell us article. First of all, who's, re- who's written this? Cher again? Or- uh, yeah, Cher. <laughs> <laughs> Is it no. Madonna? Oh my god, Prince? thanks Madonna. So <laughs> there are a bunch of reasons for this. And from other articles that I've read in the past about this, it said when being openly gay was just not as possible. Uh-huh. Um, if you found someone that was gay that you liked at all, you stuck with them because they were your only choice. Oh. So that had a lot to do with the stability, quote unquote, of I gay relationships. That. Yeah. And today, obviously, like you could just get on Grinder and suck a dick in the park in 30 minutes. Oh my god. If you wanted. <laughs> the so, way you said suck a dick. Suck a dick. <laughs> and so obviously that affects the stability <laughs> Relationships. <laughs> you went from like super stable to like ghosting. As, as non-stable as possible, like meeting strangers for sex, and and apparently that has a huge impact, especially on male homosexual relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it just says there was like the sexual promiscuity plays, and it, there was a lot going on. However, it said um, lesbian relationships specifically. Um, are more stable than um, gay male relationships, but um, lesbian relationships are still less stable than heterosexual relationships over the course of a lifetime. I see that. Deadbed is a thing, like, in the lesbian... And so this... Uh, okay, so... Cultural. Uh, I'm, I'm going to lay this all out on the table first so I can get it out of the way, and then we can pick it apart. Okay. So it said, once you move in together, like, once two men move in together, uh-huh. they're less likely to break up. Okay. However, they're still more like they're still more likely to break up than a heterosexual couple. When two women move in together, mm-hmm. they're just as likely to break up as if they were dating or if they were living together. However, their likelihood of breaking up is still less than gay men. However, it says there is no known like sociologists could not figure out a reason why lesbians living together aren't more likely to stay together. Well, it's probably because they're a bunch of sinners <laughs> yeah, and right? the devil has found their way into their heart and then when they realize and they come to Jesus, I wonder they that... realize they shouldn't be together. So, okay, story of my Texas life. 
<laughs> one thing I did notice, because I have a ton of lesbian friends, especially okay. back home in Texas. For, relax. And <laughs> you really do, though. Why um, do you attract them? Attract. Like, strong lesbian archetypes. I don't know. I'm obsessed. And I, f- I find them to just, they take care of wanna, me. I was going to say, I they, think we want to take, take care of you. I think we want to take care of you. And uh, I've noticed that the women in my life that are lesbians are much more likely to move in together very quickly. I know that's a stereotype, but also yeah. I've just noticed that to be true. Yeah. Um, like my friends that I, I lived with, they had only known each other for two months and they were living together. It's that U-Haul, like... That U-Haul joke. U-Haul joke about lesbians, like, on the first date, then you mm-hmm. never leave. Like... I think... And like, especially when, like, They're just TikTok, so much more practical. Like, it makes more sense. Oh, we're dating? We might as well go ahead and live together yeah. and save money. Um, it's also a bit more obsessive than... Like maybe obsessive is not the right word, but like it's it seems Intense, a lot more in, yeah extreme with lesbian relationships. Like they, I think also they're a lot more um, maybe vocal emotionally than it seems to be yes. with you know men who are dating each other. It seems like the women are like they mm-hmm. get those questions out of the way real quick, and if they're on the same yeah. page and the answers to those questions are on the same page, it's like, okay, well then what are we waiting for? Like, that's right? it. I feel like male homosexual relationships are more likely to dance around those kinds of questions. Yeah, and it's it's very generalized. Obviously, we're being very, like... Yeah. This isn't, like, research. I'm assuming... And we're being very, like, just, you know, I'm scary. assuming that 80% of the people that listen to this podcast are definitely gay. Yeah. Or at least, like... Or at least... Curious. Super curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Um, I think these. this is just based off of, like, what I've seen for, mm-hmm. through people in my life and... Um, the interactions that I've had with people, like, I would say that I agree with that statement that there's not many, I know so many lesbian relationships and lesbian couples that, like, were with each other and have literally been together forever. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of males who have been in lots of different relationships relationships. and none of them have been for that long. (laughs) (laughs) And I have... Maybe one couple that I know, but even then, it's like you just don't really hear about gay men staying together for a long time all that often. And this article actually kind of goes into it says, um, like Like, male identifying homosexual relationships are more likely to identify or experience something called minority stress which refers to stressors unique to minority groups, such as LGBT individuals. Microaggressions, violence, discrimination, harassments, and lack of approval from friends and family are all forms of minority stress that adversely affect relationships in that stratosphere. You know how, like, bi women typically, like, if you if you identify as bi and you're, like, really open about it and things mm-hmm. like that, typically, from what I find in the in women that identify as bisexual, it's, like, they identify as, like, 90% gay and, like, 10% attracted to, like, one single male that they happen to be in a relationship with Mm -hmm. because they know that all men are trash. So I think, like, by women, even if they find one man who's, like, worth, like, a trash panda relationship, Mm -hmm. then, you know, that's that's how they might lock it down. But other than that, like, women stay together because they know that women are trash. And men in 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 uh, homosexual relationships with other men, they know that men are trash themselves and other men. So why would they want to stay with trash? So I can see how men would just. <laughs> you're looking at me. You, you lost dad. me somewhere. I'm just and basically that... trying to say all men are trash, <laughs> but not the ones that support us. Thank you so much to those men. <clears throat> Um, no, I was just joking. I really think that... I feel like... So, my experience with this idea of, like, violence, discrimination, harassment, lack of approval from friends and family, it hasn't impacted every relationship, but it has impacted some. Yeah. So, that's interesting, because, like, not all of these things will impact every relationship. So, like, just because you didn't experience something in one relationship doesn't mean you wouldn't experience it in another. Because um, some of the people that I've dated have been much more openly gay you know yeah and they've been much more I do. <laughs> um uh you know just much more out there mm-hmm. and some have been much more reserved and those two like like the way that it plays out in your everyday life is just so different mm-hmm. and like that ultimately it just it has an impact you know what's interesting is we've talked about this before 
briefly multiple times and I think because f females being together with other females or even like sexually active with other females is so highly sexualized in today's mm -hmm. society and even in past like females like being with females is like fetishized yeah right? it's, exactly it's fetish fetishized and gay men and any sort of sexual relation even if it's not even if it's like a platonic mm -hmm. like ro maybe a romantic non-sexualized relationship is seen as like disgusting, disgusting and gross, and, gross. <laughs> and so no. i can see how Gay you men know, can be fetishized, and I've seen some stuff, but it's just... It's no, not it's, the same. There's nowhere it's, near no. as many people it, no, doing no, that. No, yeah, I'm not saying that they are, yeah. and that there isn't, like... But on the, on the grand scheme of, like, what we're talking about today, like, hetero relationships versus, like, mm -hmm. females with females or... Like, I can see how the percentage of, you know, queer men being with other queer men, like... Mm -hmm. Is more likely to feel the effects of. We've all got internal. We've all got internalized homophobia, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, sometimes when you're doing the dirty, you can't help but think back to Pastor John and think, "The hell am I doing?" <laughs> God saved I was sinner, and there he is, and damn, do I like to sin. Right. So it all it all comes back to trauma yeah. from society. So, um, so the article kind of goes on. So, which relationships are the least slash most staple? The gaps in the stability of same-sex and different-sex relationships are diminishing. So that's a good sign. Um, oh, also I just... I wanted to say, like, there is more relationships and more, like, yes. scenarios other than hetero and then female, female, male, male. I do understand, but, like, we're just... This article is only looking at... Yeah, we're just talking about specifically to this article. However, it does, it does link to a more inclusive... Uh, or uh, So basically this psychologist gathered this research data and then she said she always has and this um author is really good at the end of her article she always says what's next what's missing from this that we should all talk Thank about god enough articles don't do that and it's uh like, great you told us all these facts now what and she does like different gender identity expressions as oh, what's cool. next on trying to understand the cultural nuance yeah of of what the hell we're talking about right now yeah so anyways uh, hopefully that'll come out soon so, blah, 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 blah. still, if you thought all relationships would show the same stability today... Wait, I, damn it, did I scroll back to the fucking beginning of the article? I love um, this. Oh, wait, okay. I, actually, I, I lost my spot, but I'll move on to the legal marriage part. Okay. It says, so, once you're... Okay, I'll start with gay men first. Okay. Being together. If you're just dating, oh my god, good luck. That's not never gonna last. You move in together, eh, you have a chance. You get married, you're pretty solid... But you still have less of a chance of staying together than heterosexual Why? couples. Why? That's so weird. It says access to legal marriage has only been available to same-sex couples for a for few, few years. years. Yeah, I mean, we know that. And it and says that that affects relationship stability. And they're still not 100% sure why. Um, I again. However, I, it says um, since 2017, same-sex married couples are at least as stable as, if not a bit more stable than, different-sex married couples. But only since 2017. What changed since then? Because well, the right to yeah gay marriage. When was that? 2018. No, the Supreme Court thing happened in. I'm pretty I don't, sure. I don't. I can't it was remember. 2018. 2018. Because yeah, you, you, you look it up. When it was. Because you could still get married in states for it a long time before the, that. It's not the same though. Yeah, no. It needed to be like an over like an overall acceptance of gay marriage. Like when was that? And I thought it was in um, 2018. But if it's in 2017, then there's our fucking answer. Fuck, I can't, actually can't find it. Okay, you literally spent two seconds. <laughs> he typed one oh, thing. He's like, I can't find it. I forgot the word Supreme Court. Yeah. Time. Legalized gay marriage. 2015. That long ago? That long ago. Feels like way less long ago. Wait, are you sure? Yeah, it says... Um, uh, Obergefell versus Hodges was June 26, 2015. Oh my god, time flies, dude. 
Time flies. I didn't realize it was that long. I mean, I stayed that long ago. It was six years ago. Yeah. Um, that's not very long ago I mean, in the I scheme mean, of things. No, it, no, it isn't. But it does seem like it was ye- just yesterday. But I mean, that would make more sense mm-hmm. for a couple of years to take into effect. And like by 2017. By 2017, like, things had. Things have like, because when it first happened, there was a lot of celebrating from some sides and a lot of pushback. I bet you a ton of people just extremist. went. I wonder if a ton of people just went and got married. They did. And it was a big thing. It was very public. It was very like. Well, there was even there was people who were being turned away at certain courthouses. Oh, I remember that. And there were like things on the news of like fucking cranky Karens. Was it that Tennessee like um typist or something that oh the county clerk Mm -hmm. that are you you know what lady I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. The Karen. Was her name literally Karen? No, I don't know. It probably was. She had a haircut that was like yeah. Like, what yeah. a legend. What a legend. Honestly, Queen, Dude, my fucking keep hating. So this was really interesting. Okay. So Joyner and colleagues in 2017 also uncovered several demographic correlates of relationship stability. These include race. African-American respondents report less stability in relationships than white respondents and heterogamy which is differences in race and age between See, partners. That was my that was my next thing is like does race play any sort of factor in this statistic at all or not? Like mm-hmm. I would love to say that it doesn't, but I'm not sure. I'm sure that it does. Yeah. I'm, Additionally, I'm, higher socioeconomic status and a greater number of prior sexual partners are both associated with a higher hazard of dissolution. Yeah. Some of these correlates may be explained by intersectionality, the theory that inhabiting multiple minority identities, example, lesbian, female, and black, can result in a unique set of disadvantages and stressors that can make your relationships less likely to last. Right. Like the stress that people of color have just in general and then in add that society, to being gay. and then add that to being, you know, outward and gay and mm-hmm. in a gay relationship or something. Like, obviously, I think the stress socially on their relationship might be more than say like a I just white hetero relationship. I just like, don't it's understand. So fucking annoying. How in twenty twenty, the year of our Lord, twenty twenty one. How, Lord. how the hell are people still angry about gay people? You want to know what I think? I think people are angry about gay people. <laughs> Careful what you say. Because they're, they're so, so jealous. <laughs> scared to just suck a dick themselves that they'd rather just mm-hmm. come out with hate. I, they don't know how to hold on so to that umbrella shaft. I've, like, as a gay person, yeah. I've always thought... I've always thought that like every straight man probably does want to suck a dick. Mm-hmm. But they're I think so. But they're but there is also a piece of them that's like, ew, no, but they kinda want to. Yeah. So if there are any straight listeners <laughs> they just want to suck a dick, if I you're can help just you. Super curious. <laughs> if you want to reach out to me for science. <laughs> it's for oh, psychology. Oh my god. <laughs> so, my friends that like I'll talk to like I have a couple straight friends that are girls and like I, don't I just I get it. I feel like every time and you and I talk about straight people, we just put just quotation like, marks in the air. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they're so like, straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, listen, and I'll tell them I'm like, okay, so like my friend Christina, right? Mm-hmm. I'll tell her I'm like, we're in a relationship together. <laughs> you don't know it, but we are. You know, it's more than a friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are. Not lovers. sexually active with each other, but we really spend time and put time and effort into our our relationship, into our friendship. There's friendships. There's like, like I consider you like a brother to me. So we're more than friends. We're family. That's different, right? Like there's mm-hmm. friends that you have that are family. There's friends that you have that are just like friends. Mm-hmm. And then there's relationships that you have with people that whether you're sexual or not, whether you're in committed relationship or not, you can have a relationship with. And like I told Christina, my friend Christina, I was like, we're in a relationship. relationship. Like, you know, I share things with you. I spend time with you. You know, I like, we, we have set this energy aside for each other to be in a relationship. And she's like, yeah, but like, I just could never do that. And I was like, I'm not asking you to do anything with me. (laughs) I wouldn't stop you. Like, no, that's not what I'm getting at here. Like Mm -hmm. I'm committed to you. But she's like, I just, you know, 
I could never do. I was like, I I'm never start, say I'm never. I'm gonna start telling that to random men yeah, that right? I know. Just so you know, we're in a relationship. We're in a relationship. <laughs> I have a lot of friends or girls in my life that are like claim to be straight, and mm. they always are like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't go down there though. I was like, you don't you have to. Plenty could. of lesbians don't. <laughs> you would, it wouldn't be as fun. But like me mm-hmm. trying to convince every straight person that they don't <laughs> that have they're to gay. that you're gay. <laughs> We're like, you're you know what? Kind of I feel like though. I know it's problematic, and guess what? What? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't care either. You're all gay. <laughs> you're everyone's I don't gay. Understand. I literally don't know what's so hard about it. You're all gay. And if you if you're still shaking your head, stop it. <laughs> Just we know what you what? are. We know. <laughs> Stop hiding. It's okay. We'll embrace you. I'm sure there's the like one or two out there. It's fun. It's fun. You know what's so good is like the straight women who are like upset about being straight. I've like, seen, you know, oh, hold, now let's ahead. take a let's take a step back here. Yeah. When I see stuff like that, yeah. it actually makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. Why? Okay, tell me. Um because they're coming from like a heterosexual you know privilege Uh and they're like man i wish i was you but then there's no understanding of how how awful it can be for some people you know yeah and whenever i hear that i do chuckle you know Uh i'm not you know i don't i don't have a stick up my ass right now right and like but whenever i hear it instead of making me laugh half the time it actually just makes my eyes like Twitch. narrow a little and yeah. twitch it would be like us being like I, i'm willing to laugh god it sucks i wish we could just be people of color like that's what it almost oh my, feels like right? Do you know what i mean like, like can you imagine someone like that's, saying that that's, i mean and if you've ever said that listen we get it because you really and i why wouldn't you want to be gay i get it i wish we're amazing yeah but when you say it out loud just make sure like if you're in my company and you're in Samantha's company? Yeah. Actually, no, because if you excuse it in some company, you make it okay in all company. Yeah. But, you know, I just maybe, don't want our listeners to feel could, bad. I don't want could, them to feel bad. No, I don't either. And, like, how can we, like, maybe offer up them something else they could say instead of, like, mm-hmm. man, I just wish I was gay. Like, I feel like more so when people look at gay people, they're actually missing some sort of expression in their life. Like, I feel like they, yeah, they feel like... identity. Like, expression of identity. Yeah. And they're like, man, I don't have... A that thing. I don't have a thing. Not that being gay is a thing. <laughs> it is though. It kind of is. Like yeah. saying that and identifying as as queer is different than identifying as heterosexual. And you do have. You just have like, <clears throat> and also like the queer community is the most amazing community of yeah, all like, time. There is no heterosexual. Community. So I understand. They're all against each other. <laughs> and I understand why people would want to be in the club, but like once you're in the club, it's it's There's... like the club against the world because everyone wants you dead on the Literally. outside. Literally. So I think people sometimes forget that. Yeah. And uh, so, I'm willing to chuckle, but also watch your words. Yeah. Yeah, because there is, um, like, for instance, like, Brittany Broski, who's, like, a TikToker mm-hmm. who's, like, become famous in other things, too. She's on YouTube and stuff now. And she's so supportive of the, mm-hmm. of the LGBTQIA community that, like, everyone always asks her, so, like, is yeah. she gay? And when stuff. someone and like her says her it, cousin, it's such a comedy commentary type thing yeah. that I don't think that she means it as... We're, we're, and also, yeah. like, her cousin is <clears throat> that she does a lot of work with and a lot of, like, videos oh, with yeah. and stuff. Like, Sarah, Sarah Shower is also, like, full-blown lesbian and it's, like, she's very vocal about it and stuff and they're roommates and so, like... I can see why someone like Brittany Broski would be like, oh my God, I wish I was gay. You know what I mean? Like, it would just be so much easier because men are trash. Like, yeah. it's a funny thing, but also, like, it's nice because she is someone who's, like, really genuinely, like, done a lot for <clears throat> the gay <throat> community and trying to support people and, you know, normalize things. But at the same time, it does kind of feel like... Absolute, it's absolutely... when I, I feel like I, if a woman says it, it's different than if a man says it. And okay, but if a man says it, why do I believe it's just him trying to say, say that, he's that he's gay? gay. When a See, woman says it, I feel like it's because they really wish they were and they're not. There's just... There's just... Oh, there's what so is much that? to unpack and there's so oh, much... Everyone's gay. Cultural oddities tied up in it. That's it. Everyone's gay. Everyone's gay. I just think it's interesting. It sounds I just like Jessica just, just said, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Downstairs. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, she said, yeah. Oh, she's talking to the dogs. 
Yeah, well, they haven't been fed, and it's like 45 minutes past feeding them, so... Past feeding time! Okay, They're goodbye, probably everyone. feral. Um, yeah, we've said a lot of things, and also we've said nothing. So I hope that nobody took offense to this, and that I hope that maybe we twisted your mind in mm-hmm. some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you disagree with this, this is just gay people talking. Yeah. And if you don't understand it... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Also, I'm, like, really aware of, like, me saying the comment about, like, it feels like somebody saying, like, I wish I was a person of color. Like, obviously, no, that's that a is... good... I mean, yeah, that's... Yeah, but it's a, not. It's totally yeah, no. way more extreme. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It, they're, it's apples and oranges, but it it's kind of, like... I don't know. I just hope that nobody it's took that, that same... the wrong way, and it's, mm-hmm. like... Man, I wish I came from a low-income family. Or, like... <laughs> like no you know one what I mean? Like, no, that. yeah, no, no... Or like, man, I wish I had childhood trauma. <laughs> My life was so normal. Like, it's like, shut the fuck up. Right? Like, you know? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I just hope we're not being misunderstood. Mercury's retrograde and I'm stressed about it. And we all love you. I don't have my sponsors list, but I do want to take a second to thank all of the people who have supported us. Thank you all so much. We're moving. Everything's in boxes. Um, So thank you so much to our supporters. You guys know who you are. You guys, gals, and in-betweens know who you are. We really, really love you, and I hope you will continue supporting us, and we will see you next week. Okay, bye. Goodbye.